Hey everybody, this is Brett with Indie Comics Dispatch. On this week's episode, we have Jonathan Thompson and Ryan Tavares from A Game of Doubles, currently funding on Kickstarter um, for probably a few more hours once this episode finally drops. It is fully funded though, so I'm sure you can always buy it after the fact if you like what you hear tonight. And trust me, you're going to like what you have to hear. Jonathan and Ryan have crafted a really cool tale, and I'm not going to tell you too much about it in this intro because I want you to hear it directly from them during the episode. So we'll let them tell you all about this kind of Hitchcock tale that surrounds twin brothers and tennis. It's really interesting. But as always, broadcast from the Dispatch is first a live stream. We broadcast most Wednesday nights on the Indie Comics Dispatch social media channels. You can catch us at 8.30 Eastern, be a part of the live audience that watches, comments, and get their questions answered live on air. We are approaching the end of season one of broadcast from the dispatch, so we will be taking a break for August, for July and coming back with you for season two beginning in August. I can't wait to help tell you some of the stuff we have planned for season two. It's going to be amazing. But I won't keep you any longer, so without any further ado, here's this week's episode of broadcast from the dispatch. Hey everybody, this is Brett with the Indie Comics Dispatch and broadcasting from an undisclosed location deep within the Milky Way galaxy, this is broadcast from the dispatch. Hey everybody, welcome to Broadcast from the Dispatch. Um, I'm excited. Uh, we were originally supposed to be off this week, um, but, but we're not. Um, so we're, we're filling in this week. Um, I'm actually back from vacation and my wife is out of town. And so it's actually a really great thing that I'm going to be able to talk to some adults this evening um, versus just my kids. Um, so I am beyond grateful. Um, hey, Stacy, how you doing, man? Um, glad you're out there watching. Um, <laughs> Juneteenth uh, presentation out. Yeah, man, <laughs> it's coming up. It's coming up. Lots of great cons coming up. Uh, there are a couple great cons coming up for uh, Juneteenth. Um, Virtuous Con, give them a shout out. Um, it's a free con. You can attend online. It's happening uh, Juneteenth this weekend. Um, I did want to start this show before we get to our guests. We have two great guests tonight. I've both been on the on the show before, but I do want to shout out one of our reward tiers on um for our Kickstarter, um, the friend of the dispatch tier, and I'm gonna get some of these names wrong, I know I am, even though I'm just saying the first names, I'm sorry. Um, I wanna thank Dan, Danny, Steve, Heather, Jake, Jonathan, who's gonna be on the show in a minute, Omar, Jason, Andre, Madeline, Morgan, Blake, Quentin, Jibba, Ben, Dennis, William, One Sheet Press, Unlikely Hero Studio, Keith and Aaron, Orion, and Valerie. Thank you guys. You supported the uh, Indie Comics Dispatch Kickstarter at the friend of the dispatch level. Your names are going on the website linked to um, whatever URL you want it linked to. We'll get that on um, going on very soon because reward surveys went out yesterday. If you are watching and you haven't seen that reward survey cross your mailbox yet, check it out. It's there. Um, the sooner you respond, the sooner we can get stuff out. Um, so we are grateful for that. Um, a couple other things. Um, we have. Um, we have filed articles in the corporation to be a nonprofit entity within the state of Georgia. That's step number two, kind of, um, in our process of becoming a uh, federally recognized 501c3. So you start at the state level and you work your way up. Um, and then from there, um, once Georgia approves us, we, we have a few things to do. And then we get to file for federal recognition as a 501c3 organization. So that is coming. The process has begun. Um, and so we're doing that. We've also um, picked our board. I'm not going to say who our board of trustees yet. Every nonprofit should have a board of trustees that helps govern and keep them true to the mission. So we have selected uh, individuals from across the indie comic spectrum um, to make sure that we are well represented on our board and that they are not uh, pushovers. They will keep us in check and keep the mission of Indie Comics Dispatch running. Um, let me see. Let me check my notes. Um, in July, there's no more. There's there's not no more. We're taking a break in July. Um, season one ends the end of uh, this month, the end of June, taking July off. Season two of broadcast from the dispatch will hit, be hitting 
beginning of August. We'll be coming back beginning of August with a whole new lineup of shows, planning that out, shipping Kickstarter rewards all during July. And so stay tuned for season two. Um, speaking of season two, if you want your comic book cover, say you have a comic book project and you want those covers to be in our season two opener, like you just saw for our season one opener, we have all sorts of images from Indie Comics. Email us. Um, you can email me at brett, B-R-E-T-T, at IndieComicsDispatch.com and just send us your cover images in high res and we will get you in there. We will make sure that um, your co your comic cover appears in our opener. So again, just email those comic covers to us at brett, B-R-E-T-T, at IndieComicsDispatch.com and we will get it. I think that's all I got. So I'm going to get to our guests. Um, I was so happy that we had an opening in the schedule. Um, both of these gentlemen have been on the show before, and it's always a fun time. Uh, Jonathan is actually going to appear to us in a sunny location. I don't know what that's like, because usually when Jonathan's on the show, it's storming or there's just been a hurricane or something. Um, so <laughs> Jonathan Thompson, welcome. I hope my son holds up. That'll be my luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First was, time you were supposed to be on, you went through a hurricane. I did. Second time I was going through a storm, I think. And now it's sunny in both of our locations. So. Yes. Yes. As best as it can be. Yeah. Still too yeah. hot. But yeah. I can only imagine where you are. Oh, my God. It, actually, today yeah. wasn't bad. Yesterday was horrible in Georgia. Today was there was a breeze. So, you know, right. you take what That's, you can get. I think we got that today, too. Yeah. yeah. It was welcome. Uh, it was also, funny when you were when you were saying everything. Because uh -huh. the first time I came on your show, well, the first time I contacted you was before you were even mm -hmm. Indie Comics Dispatch. Mm -hmm. And I am pretty sure, and I could be corrected if I'm wrong, but I shouldn't be. Uh, <laughs> but the reason I even found you was because I saw Ryan's art and Ryan was on your show. Yeah, yeah, and Ryan I was. I think that is the kind of case there. I think I remember that, how it happening. Nice. Which, nice. Well, yeah. Makes us indie comic dispatch, like you know, yeah, we're family, right? Like, at this yeah, point. exactly. Well, yeah, and well, we'll get to your first project in a minute. I'm, I was gonna say something, yeah. but I'll, I'll save that for a minute. Um, what a journey but, it's been since the first time I've been here, right? Right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, welcoming again another person who's been on the show a few times, Ryan Tavares. Welcome, Ryan. Hi there, hi there. Thanks for having me. No problem. Yeah, good, to, good to be back. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, I, I remember. Uh, the early early interviews and stuff, the really really fast fast paced interviews, those are great. Yeah, and uh, it's been cool to see your guys' channel grow and, and prosper. Yeah, over the course of last year. Thank you guys so much. It's it's been a it, it feels like it's already been a year, and at the same time, it feels like oh my god, it's only been a year. Like, <laughs> right? So much has happened. Twenty twenty and COVID and everything um just made this past year feel like hell really right <laughs> like 100 years <laughs> yeah, it feel like a weird one yeah but a lot of great things happened during the year still despite despite everything so um man yeah. it has been it's, it's great having you both on and that in fact that's going to be one of my questions questions when we get there is how you two teamed up um but we will get there um <laughs> I want to, I want to, Savannah is watching on YouTube. She has congratulations on the progress towards 501c3 status. Thank you, Savannah. Um, so let's, let's get there. Um, I want, we'll start with um, Jonathan first and then we'll go down to Ryan. And while you, you guys talk, I'm going to be sharing the stream to various groups. If you're out there watching okay. and you're like, Hey, how can I help um, share the stream to your groups, to your profile? Um, sharing is indeed caring in this case. So um do that. Um, Jonathan, tell us, tell us about you as a creator. What, what got you creating comic books? Um, it was a lot of the slowdown with the pandemic, you know, at the beginning of it, I just started making short kind of anthology pieces, which came together as tales from the dead astronaut. We self-published that thing, got it out there, hand sold, you know, didn't get too far, but we got far enough. And then from there, I just wanted to push things further. So I did Burn Residue through Kickstarter and had a great time with that. And then, you know, I've been I've been sitting there waiting for Ryan to become available because I knew I had something <laughs> good. A window presented itself, and I'm very thankful that we went through it. Very cool. Very cool. And if people are interested, uh, tell them just a little bit about um, Tales from the Dead Astronaut and Burn Residue. Uh, Tales from the Dead Astronaut is a... It's an anthology series now. It features a bunch of different stories that kind of jump around. 
Um, it's very heavy metal. It's very Mobius. It's very out there. Uh, it's going to be coming out in September from SourcePoint Press. September, October, November. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's that like exciting. the little book that we put together and didn't think much of, you know, just that we loved it. And then somebody else loved it, too. So it's it's pretty awesome. It's a great yeah. book and great art in that book, too. And, it's and just a fun, so fun. It is in a fun size, too. At least the yeah. original run. I don't know. Yeah, if the, the original. If that's an exclusive collector's item now. Well, there we go. You, know, you, you have yours. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> you know, that was when it was manila envelopes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it that was just fun getting a chance to take those stories further. Mm -hmm. <coughs> that's really cool. So SourcePoint Press coming out soon with that. Um, yeah, I guess excited. they should be announcing that very soon. You kind of told me that yeah. behind the scenes at some point. Yeah. So I've been well, hanging we've been, on to that. I know. it's We've been putting it together and <laughs> things have been slow in Argentina with George. So we got there, though. But it's beautiful. It's crazy. It's That's it's a crazy awesome. little book. That's great. Ryan, uh, jump in here. Tell us what got you started as a creator and what are some of your other projects? Well, um, I've just been drawing and making stuff as long as I can remember. Um, made comics as a kid. Never stopped. Um, but in 20, 2015, I started taking it a little more seriously and uh, really went on a journey to kind of learn each part of the process to making a complete book. And um, in 2015, one of my goals was to take a book from beginning to end and do every part of it, uh, you know, thumbnail, writing, thumbnailing, penciling, inking, coloring, lettering, and then actually uh, designing the book itself. And in 2016, uh, January 2016, I released Nomads Zero, and um, it was the beginning of a, a whole whole big world. Um, and just recently, um, in February, I released Volume One of Nomads, which which collects the first four issues. And um, you know, along the way, I've been on various other projects, um, and it's just been kind of a a wild ride. And just recently, was able to depart into comics full time and uh cool. and just just always wanting to learn and do something new and different and and that's kind of how uh, Jonathan and I got linked up for the for our yeah. upcoming project. Very cool. Well well let's let's jump into that right now. A game of doubles. Let me um pop up Right there is currently on Kickstarter, $2,594.95 backers, eight days to go. So you guys are totally within the window to pull this thing off. Um, tell us about a game of doubles. How did you, first of all, how did you two find each other as a creative team? Uh, I just followed Ryan's art and I thought it was awesome. <laughs> and it's funny because you see, you see his nomads work. And it's so cool, and you would never think, let's have this guy do a tennis comic. But yeah, it, I thought it's, <laughs> it's so great. It's, you know, uh, this is the first time I'm, like, seeing or talking to Ryan since I saw the full book, and it's so fucking good. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry for cursing, but it's it's great. <laughs> uh, he did a He knocked it out of the park. I'm, I'm glad I went with my instincts and picked the Nomads guy. <laughs> the nomads guy thank you thank you yeah yeah so Ryan, um, for me yeah. um i i kind of 2020 was a year of kind of discovery for me in terms of trying to find a comic community um that's where i found uh indie comics dispatch and uh, and brett and uh ty and uh, and jonathan and just really trying to speak with other creators um because in, in a year where we were all really isolated. Um, I just really wanted to try to find, uh, people who did what I, what I do mm -hmm. and, um, ended up kind of linking up with, with Jonathan. Um, we had talked a little bit back and forth, um, about maybe just collaborating on something. Um, I, I had gotten, uh, I, I'm pretty sure I gotten the tales, uh, your anthology series. And, um, we had talked about doing something horror based, um, but I was, I was like dead in the middle of trying to wrap up nomads. And, uh, and so a little bit later, I, I saw that, um, Jonathan had burn residue that was coming out back that got that read it, loved it. And, um, you know, it was just kind of 
I was so blown away by it. Like I was so surprised and happy with it that I was like, I, I got a, I, I basically did like a little review, short review. It was just trying to try some stuff out. And uh, we ended up kind of reconnecting in and, and uh, he pitched the series to me. And like right away, I was just like, yep. Like, I want to do this. This sounds awesome. Yeah. It's so, so Jonathan, let me hear the pitch because I got to I I'm imagining this, you guys are talking and you're like, so I have a comic book about tennis. So yeah. I want to pitch you and for, for Ryan to go, yes, tennis. Let yeah. me, let, let's hear the pitch. So it's about Jackson teach who is a former super famous, really great all-star tennis pro. And the story takes place 18 years after the game that was the end of his career. It's his 50th birthday, and he's sharing it with his identical twin brother, Franklin. He sees Franklin go into the bathroom, and sitting in Jackson's pocket are two vials, one with cocaine and one with rat poison, and he follows his brother inside. And then, like, you know, we get to see the tennis game, and we also get to see the kind of double-sided treachery that the two brothers have coexisted with for a long time. And then you never know what ending you're going to get because we have two different endings for each brother. Well, unless you, you do know you could get all the endings, right? Because there is a tier. Endings. So I, I love this. And I, I actually don't think I've backed it. I keep meaning to. I will. Don't worry. Shame. Um, shame. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> but like that, I was like, tennis. And then I was reading the Kickstarter page when it launched. I was like, oh, this is fucking awesome. Like, yeah, <laughs> this is really cool. And so there's two different alternate alternate endings. Um, yeah. There is a flip book you can get um, as one of the rewards where you read it from one brother's perspective. Right. And then you can yeah. flip it and read it from the other brothers. Yeah, that's my favorite is, version of the book. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I think it's super cool. It's super unique. You know, I thought about the the movie Clue from the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, because they had alternate endings. You didn't know what ending you would get when you went to the theater. Yeah. So this was like the perfect opportunity to do it. I love that. Yeah, that that, that was something that really kind of intrigued me. Um, and and definitely, you know, the tennis thing was like, hmm, I don't know. But as I was reading the script, like almost immediately, I was like, oh, this is like this is like some like Hitchcock stuff. And I'm like, okay, and we're gonna do this black and white. All right, all right, let's see what, what we can do with this. And then, like, it was just kind of so twisted as I was reading it. And I, I just knew, like, like th this was it was going to be a fun, unique kind of project. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me it's go the, ahead, um, Jonathan. I'm going to say, like, the hidden, the hidden joy that people get when they read the book is when they see how the the pattern kind of rhythmic flow of how the game is incorporated throughout the story hmm. like what i wrote on a script ryan took to a completely another level and it's i can't wait to hold it in my hands <laughs> yeah, that's well, always the best feeling let's talk for a minute then about where this idea came from um how, how did you get this idea um it just had sat in my mind for a while i was at a party hall like a country club uh -huh. and i saw a nice bathroom and i just kind of like Started to think about <laughs> twin brothers doing cocaine and one killing each other. And then, you know, as you when do, you, as, as you do, do. <laughs> you're that kind of person. Um, and then I started to think about Hitchcock more and Hitchcock's obsession with tennis, which I thought would give it a nice, it gives it action, which is really fun. Um, and I just went for it. And then That's Ryan awesome. said yes. So I knew we were doing the right thing. Yeah, there's something about that. This the as the intensity in the the brothers' conversation picks up, as the intensity of the situation picks up, I I could just feel like see it between the panels, like the the ball, you know, like bouncing back and forth, and as each person you know has a line and there's a retort or a quip, there's a you know there's a snappy panel that, uh, you know that is from the game, you know, and and just kind of as that sort of maliciousness builds um, feeling that in the game that Jackson is playing in his head while he's trying to, you know, go about this, uh, this kind of vile plan. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So Ryan, I do want to ask you, cause I've wondered this. Okay. I've wondered this, please forgive me. Um, but so um, let me put it up here. The art. So, so this is some of the art on the Kickstarter page. You can see, you can also, um, I think, 
is it on the Kickstarter page? The link to get the six page preview. Uh, the link is on there, I think. And okay. So I think the six pages are on there too. Okay. So Very good. Read it Very right good. There. Um. So so this is this is the brothers Jackson and Franklin. Um. Okay, so this is a stupid question, but one that's just been in my head. So Jackson to me looks like President Andrew Jackson. Any inspiration there? <laughs> no, that's not intentionally. No, it's not terrible. <laughs> that's hilarious. That is. No, um, so kind of where that came from, uh, where where their design comes from is. Uh, well, one, I was, a lot of it has to do with kind of like where the inspiration comes for some of the art. Mm -hmm. So because we were going black and white with it and we were going for something that was a little more um, kind of suspenseful in per, you know, like uh, not necessarily action based or fighting based or anything. I, um, I was looking at Alex Toth mm. and looking at how he draws characters and stuff and, and just kind of thinking about these these uh these two brothers and the thing is alex toth he draws people and um a lot of times they look very charming and very beautiful and i was kind of thinking like well these guys they're not very beautiful they're not like they're not charming people they're both kind of scummy guys and so just kind of thinking about those different um that personality trait and what kind of like living that sort of life would do to someone you know 50 years down the road where it's just like kind of on the edge of like falling apart but they still kind of maintain appearances um, and just kind of pulling some of those characteristics out, you know, like the large nose for doing blow, uh, you know, the jowls for when they're grinning and just kind of, you know, thinking about that just in terms of like these characteristics that I can accentuate uh, in like in the, the story. Um, so, and, and then really kind of just thinking about uh, and, and this is, you know, no slight, whatever, just thinking about uh, uh, the the Paul brothers and just kind of looking like looking at instances of like twin brothers or like brothers that are just kind of like always dishing on each other, always fighting yeah. um, and, and just kind of went in that direction. I love that thought. Like I would have never like gone there. Obviously not an artist's brain in, in, in my head, but with the nose and the jowls, like that's awesome. I love hearing your, yeah, your, your thoughts there. That's amazing. Um, so Jonathan's all of a sudden lost some light behind him. Um, it's just because it's just because the sun's setting. The sun, um, yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing um, terrible. <laughs> no tornado coming. Um, so let's talk about the process of putting a book together because I've always wondered this and never really dug into this question. Of uh, Ryan, you are where? I'm in I'm in Michigan. <laughs> Michigan and Jonathan, yeah. you are. I'm in Connecticut. Connecticut. So not next door neighbors. Um, let's talk okay. about the process of putting a book together when you're several states apart. Um, what was that process like for each of you? What were some um, really great moments and not to break up a friendship, but maybe what were some of those frustrations? That's interesting. Uh, you know, I, I try and make sure we were all set up and then I hope that I let Ryan just fly. That's that's always my goal. Yeah. So I, at least at least for for us, the way that we communicate, because, you know, we're both in the States. Um, it's not uncommon for people in comics to work with other people in other countries. Um, and but it really worked out for us because we're both kind of we're both on Eastern time. And uh, so, you know, same sort of hours. And and it's pretty casual, you know, text, uh, chatting, email. Um, and, and, you know, just a little bit of back and forth when we first, uh, when we, we did one, uh, you know, uh, zoom meeting together prior to just kind of really, uh, talk and get to know each other and, and actually meet, put a face to a name. And, um, and, you know, it's just been kind of been going from there. That's really cool. That's yeah. really cool. You both, you both strike me as very chill guys. Um, and so I'm sure, that that is helpful. <laughs> Nobody got yelled at. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Uh, no, yeah, I, I think I think uh, with any team, like working with anyone. So, like at least for me, like a big philosophy of mine is that comics are a synthesis of creators. So whether it's uh, two people or whether it's you know five people working on a book, each person leaves their own little mark on it. 
And it works best when all the creators are able to kind of just like put their work together and let it blend. Um, and and I at least we got very lucky just in how well we yeah. worked together. We did. You know, cool. I think that was also something I learned pretty early on was to just kind of let go. Nice. Um, I don't yeah. know if this is for one of you or somebody within the comments. Indie Spotlight series on Instagram says Mr. Boo or seven seasons in a movie himself. Anything? No? Okay. I hope you're doing Bueller. well, brother. Oh, I bet it's, maybe it's Bueller. Maybe that's what it's supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Well, hey, Indie Spotlight series. Thanks for yeah. watching. Thanks for watching, guys. Explain yourself. No, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, so what what led to the decision? Uh, Jonathan, sounds like it was your thoughts here, and maybe stem from your references to Hitchcock. What what led to you wanting to do it as a black and white series? Um, or, reading lost comic. It's not a series. It's it's well, um, it's just a comic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was reading a lot of stray bullets, and we even curved the same eight panel grid to kind of give us our rhythm and keep it straightforward somewhere in like the middle of stray bullets they become these weird offbeat just one shot stories again and i was really attracted to that idea of like telling a complete story in 24 pages that would fall into these guidelines but then when i remembered the twins which i had sitting at the back of my mind i remember we could do two endings <laughs> awesome so i was able to put to the next level <laughs> so um your work on nomads ryan is very i love the coloring and nomads and so how hard was it for you to switch from some of that coloring to doing a black and white series or comic book i keep wanting to say series yeah. but it's, it's a one so, shot right guys yeah it's a one shot yeah um so so yeah that's definitely always a, a challenge and something to consider and actually um initially going into it i knew it was going to be black and white but i had actually planned on doing um like grayscale. So, uh, and when I turned in the first couple pages um, to Jonathan, he said, let's go just black and white. And um, it, it was good because it, it kind of forced me because I, I looked at it, I took away all my gradients and all my, um, you know, different shades and stuff. And I looked at it and I, I even told Jonathan, I was like, you know what, this looks kind of incomplete. I'm going to have to like go back at this and, and think about it a little bit differently. And I, I really went back and studied Toth and was looking at, at the way that he broke panels up and compositions up, um, you know, looked at the, the Hernandez brothers and their black and white comics. And um, because when you look at those, it doesn't even register in your mind that it's incomplete. But uh, when, when, you're when you're making comics for color, um, you, at least myself and for Nomads, I tend to leave some stuff out for the colors to define. So whether that's textures on a rock or, you know, at certain action lines or, or shading and stuff, sometimes I'll leave that open and I'll, I'll, I'll fill that in with color. Um, but for this, you know, it was just, it was just a matter of um, using my black and white appropriately and creating gray with hatching and, 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 and in for the flashbacks in particular, um, during the, the, the tennis match, we opted to go with um, zip tone hmm. to kind of provide a little bit of like that film grain, um, you know, give, give it a little bit more depth. Nice. Very cool. Yeah, Jonathan? It looks great. It looks great. You know, I remember when he first gave me those first couple pages and I saw the kind of digital layering that Ryan was doing. And I was just like, no, take it out. Just go oh. hardcore. Just go all the way. And it looks beautiful. More more black. Yeah, yeah more ink. Yeah. Don't That's rely really on that cool. computer. <laughs> no, so it's great. It's, you know, I can't say it enough. Like anybody that backs this book is going to get a really awesome, unique book. And that's because of the partnership between us. Well, let's talk about backing this book for just a minute. I'm going to drop the link in the um, comments section here. So if anybody wants to go back it, they have the link right handy. If you're on Instagram, sorry, uh, Instagram doesn't do links in the chat. So go over to Facebook um, or YouTube. Um, so let's talk about it for a minute. Um, there's different versions of the book you can get um, via, um, via the Kickstarter. Tell us a little bit about the different versions. I think there's three different... Um, well, I guess maybe four different versions you can get, huh? 
I think there's three, three core versions. There's okay. you can pick a random ending. Well, that's why I guess I mean has, there's well yeah there, everything there's two has endings a, yeah yeah everything has a digital tier too, and uh-huh. you can also get our backlog of work like Nomads or Burn Residue or Tales from the Dead Astronaut in the add-ons section when you nice. pick your tier. Um, so you can get a a random ending. We'll print out a bunch and we'll just toss a different one in an envelope for you. And who knows which brother lives for you. Then the next version is a, the, the comic is 24 pages in itself. So the next version is a four, uh, 48 page version that we like we talked about before. You can kind of flip mm-hmm. back and forth. And um, that's my favorite one because it's just fun to have that ability. And then the third option, yeah, that's the single. And then the next would be, the flip book version mm-hmm. and then we have the director's cut trade paperback version which we'll load up with extra stuff we'll kind of isolate the tennis game we'll give you some back matter show you some of our process stuff i'm going to throw ryan's thumbnails in there because they were beautiful um <laughs> but that'll be a fun thing to put together and i'm also like everything's going to be beautiful you know I'm very like tactile. I will overspend for better quality paper for everyone that backs. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Obsessive. (laughs) (laughs) So I just dropped that link in the comment sections for YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Again, uh, Instagram, if you're watching, you got to go search Kickstarter for a game of doubles or go to one of the other ones and, and it'll pop up there. Um, so let's let's talk let's back away from a game of doubles for a minute. We'll come back to it before the end. Um, but let's talk about indie comics more as a whole. Um, what are you guys seeing out there? Either projects or trends that you really like? Oh, you can go first, Ryan. Okay. I feel like uh, I yeah. cut everything off. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. So so right now, let's see. I mean, for myself, I'm always keeping my eye out for um, Kickstarter projects. Mm-hmm. Um, one recently that I backed that I'm just like, uh, absolutely in love with is apex, the cybernetic owl by, uh, Kenny, uh, Aiken. And, uh, he, one of the things that I noticed in, in a lot of these, um, projects is people are starting to do bootleg figures yep. and, um, that's cool. It's something that's just like kind of amazing to me that now, like in this day and age, like we can like us indies, like us small guys, we can actually get 3d printed um, action figures of our characters, which I mean, a lot of us probably started out just playing with action figures and making up our own stories. And, and so now like you, you can have a Hawk action figure uh, to go along with your nomads. And, and so that's very exciting to me. So that's something like in comics that I'm really loving. Um, I, uh, to connect that to actually uh, a current ongoing project, um, mm-hmm. Pop Scars is one, and and they're doing yeah, that one looks cool. It looks absolutely gorgeous, Pat yeah, O'Malley, um, and it's cool kind of it, the colors are gorgeous. Uh, you know, that's one thing that I've been really loving about indie comics lately is just like the beautiful colors. It's definitely mm-hmm. something that I keep on my mind, especially when I'm coloring my own books, um, and. And just really, people have been raising the bar in terms of just like quality of printing as well, mm-hmm. like uh, Jonathan had mentioned. Um, and all those things, like at least for me, be, and I think, uh, you know, a lot of it has to do with, you know, um, just the circumstance of 2020 and 2021 and people having some of that time to kind of really go all out and pursue uh, these passion projects. And I've been noticing more and more projects where I, sorry, I got my cat. He, he wants to say hello. Um, more and more projects. Sorry, bud. More and more projects where uh, I'm, I'm looking at them and I'm like, I don't want to miss out on this. Mm-hmm. And, and just really loving how the caliber has been rising just in terms of self-published. Yep. Yeah. So a lot of cool stuff out there. There really is. People are experimenting more. I think once uh, there's definitely throughout the pandemic, there's definitely been a rise in indie creators realizing that they could just go to Kickstarter where there's kind of a brand that will help bring an audience. (laughs) They do that. (laughs) 
I love it. Yeah, <laughs> we've he's hanging out. out. I guess before, so I kind yeah. of like this is a first. Uh, <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> Come on, bud. What were we saying, Jonathan? Cool. Just comments. there's a lot of cool stuff out there. There are. So you you both brought up the the pandemic, and um, Jonathan, you kind of jumped into this with with the pandemic. Uh, Brian, you you predated the pandemic, but really have been able to go into it full time during the pandemic. Um, how do you think indie comics changes after COVID is done, if there is a done with COVID, but as things return back to normal, do you think some of these creators who got into it during the pandemic are going to drop off because their time's eaten up again? Or do you think we're, we're experiencing a new wave of indie creators that will continue? Oh, it's a total new, new wave. It's like yeah. a whole nother generation of people who are coming up through a certain circumstance, no different than a lot of the comics that, that, you know, like came out of like World War Two, and mm. then like Cold War comics and stuff like that. Like just the the world, at least for me, and I I'm sure for other artists, um, circumstances that happen in the world have a huge impact on how we express ourselves. Mm-hmm. And um, I I think you know with a lot of time on our hands, I I wouldn't be surprised to see um, comic reading go up just in terms of, and and popularity just because kind of like this return to um, tactile media and, and just people um, really coming to enjoy those things in their spare time, rather, you know, rather than being pulled out of the house and in a bunch of different directions. Yeah. I've, uh, I've been saying that's two things. It's when people were told that they couldn't buy comics anymore, you know, when diamond shut down, people got agitated Everything Everything hopped up with Kickstarter. Kickstarter. And now these people realize that they can make their projects on their own. They don't need anyone else to tell them yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that's another question, just as as people sitting here musing together, um, Kickstarter has has increased exponentially through 2020, the amount of comic projects. Do you think those projects as cons kind of start to come back? Like, what are your guys' plans with cons? Are you going to continue to do kickstarters and sling your books at cons or or yeah yeah so so um our our big comic convention motor city con um so i was i was all prepared to go all out with with nomads volume one last year but it got canceled and postponed and um they they just announced dates for october Hmm. and um i'm gonna go you know and and i'm gonna just I've been dying to go to a convention. Like I, I've, I've been craving to, to meet people and, 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 you know, as so long as everything is, is, is safe and, um, and everything like that myself, I, I feel like there's probably a lot of anticipation and excitement to kind of get back to some of these activities. Um, and, and from there, um, really just focusing on, on the convention circuit for 2022. Mm -hmm. Um, By Indie Comics Day official on Instagram says, I agree, we feel comic readership has grown in numbers and popularity during the pandemic than it had in a while. At least one good thing that came out of that nightmare. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I know a lot of people as as Diamond shut down found their way to reading indie comics. Um, So, but then with with that also comes um, complaints about indie comics, right? We just did a story today on IndieComicsDispatch.com about what retailers look for before they stock um, an indie comic on their shelves. Um, but then readers expect a certain thing, too, because because DC and Marvel has set them up for that, right? Regular issues. Yeah. Um, what do you guys see as the number one kind of um, roadblock for indie creators um, for winning more people over? probably just awareness it's hard to uh, there's probably more people out there that would enjoy your book that have never even heard of you and that's Mm -hmm. you know that's what bigger publishers give you they give you that stage to get out there more Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i think um feeding feeding the 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 hunger for content is one of the hardest things because um, especially for me uh, on a lot of projects, I'm a one man team. And so it's, it takes me two months to put out a full issue of something like a full 24 page issue. If I'm doing everything, 
it takes me two months versus, you know, the one month or even bi-weekly that some of these larger um, conglomerates can can put out. Um, and not to mention the multitude of titles. Like I, I really can only yeah. work on one or two titles at a time, um, mm -hmm. you know, versus the the full buffet that is offered by the, the larger publishers. Even if they're a little mediocre right now, the larger yeah. publishers. <laughs> One thing that I really love, though, is I love seeing like quarterly books um, and stuff like Headlopper, mm -hmm. um, where where it is kind of like quality over quantity rather than. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it still does like monthly issues, but but does like the the, the trades and stuff like that. And I I would really love to see if actually some more mainstream comics could could do more of that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but yeah, I think well, it's like satisfying that binge binge nature is so yeah. hard. It really is. And th but that's one of the things that I loved about um, Burn Residue, Jonathan, is the you did the campaign. It was all funded, all three issues, but you delivered them once a month. Um, yeah, we didn't get them once a month, but we're almost, well, we're just yeah. about done. But we're, yeah. you know, art takes time. As Brian knows, you know, it's, you know, you want it right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, digital backers are going to get that, are going to get the whole thing on Friday, I think. Friday yes. or Saturday. Yeah, it's done. It's Fantastic. A beautiful monstrosity of a nightmare book. It's <laughs> the only way I could describe it. Um, Ray says awareness is right. It's like hamburgers. Most people didn't know there was better hamburgers out there until they started getting exposed to them. Weird analogy, but I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. Thanks, Ray. <laughs> I can totally get that. Um, so, yeah. Um, uh, let's go back to 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 you a game of doubles um and and talk about it just a little bit more um what is um we've talked about the jonathan your your favorite is the flip book ryan i don't know that you've said what's your favorite um reward for the kickstarter um so one of the things that i'm really stoked about is the the pinup gallery that we have so, um, and it's something that, that I did with Nomads as well, where we have other indie creators who have contributed art um, to, to go along uh, with, with this one shot. And, and what I think is so cool about that is actually just being exposed to other um, contemporaries yeah. in this scene. Mm -hmm. um, and, and a lot of them are, are people who I talk to, who, who I've met, um, you know, just over, over the last year or so. And, uh, I, I just think that's a tremendous thing. Uh, and it's, it's just one of the cooler features. It's almost like getting uh, alternate covers, uh, yeah. from some of your favorite indies. Yeah. I really like that when I was scrolling through the rewards, just seeing, and we're, we're here now, you call it the rogues gallery, I think I'm here. Um, and it's just a lot of fun to see all the different, um, creators that, that, that. This one's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I love this. Well, one. I'm gonna put this together as an actual trading card for all physical backers. <sighs> yeah, we'll have back matter for it too. Yeah, it's just fun. Like it's just people that we've all connected with who wanted to contribute and like give us a little boost. You know, isn't that so cool about bit. the the majority yeah. of the indie comic community? How, at least how... the people we talk to. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, <laughs> that matters. You know, they'll, they'll just when we were running the campaign for Indie Comics Dispatch. We had several creators reach out and just be like, hey, um, can I add my book to your digital rewards? I'm like, yeah, like, no, totally. <laughs> like, wh why would anybody ever say yeah. no to that? Like, yes, the more um, the merrier. Yeah. And just the amount of people as I was preparing to do the Kickstarter who gave us just really great solid advice on how to do a Kickstarter. And and you guys are echoing that same kind of support within the community. I know there's corners of the community that aren't supportive. OK, I know we're not going to talk about those. those we don't corners deal with those people. We don't deal with those people. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so, um for the most part, the indie comic community is a fantastic community um, that I just, I adore um, and have loved yeah. getting to know better. And I'm glad that I, when I saw this, uh, the rogues gallery, um, I was like, that's really cool. And I was, I was going to get fun. to that question um, about kind of how that came about, but that's just all people that you've run into that have chosen to help support you guys. Yeah. in this. I just at, shot them a message. I said, Hey, do you want to do one? And they're like, of course. <laughs> that's so awesome. 
That's so freaking awesome. Um, hey guys. So, so the Kickstarter wraps up eight days. Um, the final it's countdown. Gonna, the final countdown. You're almost a week left. That final week, things really start picking up a lot yeah. of times in Kickstarters. Um, but yeah. you guys are most of the way there already. Um, yeah, we're good. What, what, um, what's going to be the turnaround time for, for delivery on this in your, in your thought estimation? I, in realistic thought, pretty quick. I mean, yeah. Brian's yeah. pretty much done with the book. Like, we probably have to go we through have some odds and ends. Yeah. yeah, odds and ends, like, and just really uh, getting getting the different versions all put together and ready yeah. for print. Nice. I'm already sizing up what paper options. So pretty much, once I know the final count for everything that we need, we'll be in pretty good shape. I love somebody else who kind of geeks out about paper options. I'm I'm it's, totally uh, that way. <laughs> I won't buy a book if it doesn't feel good. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so, so let's go to to some lessons you've learned during this Kickstarter because there's other indie creators out there that are either watching this now, they'll listen to it after the fact on the podcast. Um, what are some lessons you've learned during this Kickstarter that um, maybe didn't come up during previous Kickstarters or have been um, time over time? Every Kickstarter, you're like, dang, this always happens and I always forget to plan for this. I mean... More, I learned on my first one not to stress out about it because it's like we're doing it either way, we'll get there no matter what. Yeah, like mm -hmm. the book is gonna happen, so you know, I know the audience will. Uh oh, Dr dramatic pause, <laughs> which is a foolish thought. Oh, there he goes, a foolish you, thought. You, you froze up for just a second, Jonathan. So, so say that last thought again. Oh, I think you're frozen. Now you now. guys froze up. Yeah, great. <laughs> there we go. I think you're back. Oh, no. Every time I say that, I, I fuck it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jinxed it. Yep. Ryan, what did you learn? <laughs> what did you learn? Um, I, so for me, this is my uh, first Kickstarter as a contributor. So mm -hmm. being backup. And um, I am probably like a lot of other people in this business, I'm, I'm kind of a control freak. And so this has been uh, a learning, uh, a learning instance for me, just kind of letting, well, actually, that's not true. I have done other Kickstarters with people, but I've been less involved. I'm more so just like provided art. And then it just kind of went and flew. And this one, I'm, I'm a little bit more involved with. Um, and I guess, I guess for me, what something just going forward is uh and something i've noticed with other campaigns and stuff is um them rotating out uh banners and and assets like that and so i guess a learning lesson for me is kind of uh or just putting it out there for other creators is make make extra assets even if you don't use them all make extras um they can come in handy for promotion they can come in handy for spicing up the campaign mm -hmm. um and 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 admittedly, you know, we kind of we kind of knew what we want, what we wanted, and we went with it. And then, uh, you know, two weeks in, we're like, hmm, you know, like should we change some of this up? But we're rolling, you know. So it's just kind of one of those things where hindsight, I, I probably personally, I probably would have created more our assets for the campaign. Hmm. Interesting. Very good. Jonathan, I think you're back now. I thought I saw your eyeballs moving a moment ago. I can. Oh, oh man. <laughs> so Jonathan's in uh, Connecticut with in the I'm area without somewhere. internet. <laughs> it was so good up until <laughs> it was, it was doing so great. Then the sun went down and his solar power ran out, man. Uh -oh. <laughs> Are you, I'm you all right, Jonathan. I'm out here somewhere. <laughs> there he is. There he is. So all let's right. let's um talk a little bit about um hold on. Um Ray Ray commented also, he said more seriously, people need a gateway drug from DC Marvel to indie comics. I agree. Mine was Pisker's X-Men Grand Design. I dug that, followed him on social media, and that was how I got into indie comics. There That's amazing. Go. That's amazing. That's one um, way to do it. That sure is. Um, Jonathan, while it looks like we got you still, um, 
what what's a piece of advice you would give to a brand new creator that's just just whatever it doesn't have to be kickstarter related it can be anything a piece of advice that you would give to somebody out there wanting to create their very first comic book i hope you're not waiting for my response yes <laughs> we'll go to ryan because <laughs> we don't have jonathan still <laughs> he keeps jumping in and out uh, so what's advice for uh, another creator trying to do Kickstarter? Well, just a first-time creator. doesn't have to be Kickstarter advice. Somebody out there creating their very first indie comic. What piece of oh. advice would you give Oh, them? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so and, and this has always been kind of a mantra of mine, is, uh, is kind of uh, work up the, the, work up the stamina, before you start like going into your magnum opus start with short stories go small work big build up patience um and and just kind of be kind to yourself when you're trying to make this stuff um not everyone is able to jump into hundreds of pages of an epic um even nomad started with only 10 pages mm -hmm. um it was just like a 10 page short and that's how it started and and from there now it's hundreds of pages but but starting off, you know, go small, then work your way bigger. I love that. I love that, especially because so many indie creators that I've talked to over the past year um, are trying to plot out their their Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? They're trying to figure out how it all interconnects and I'm going to have 10 issues and and this and that. Jonathan, I think, is disconnecting to try to reconnect, by the way. Okay. Um, so um, I love that. Start small. That's so true. And, and so many people don't start there and they get lost in their world um, trying to plan it all yeah. out. Um, I, I also think it's important for creators to try different aspects of the medium. So, mm -hmm. you know, I know there's some people out there who, who would like to be just pencilers or they just wanted, they only want to do the pencils or they only want to do the inks, but I think it's important to kind of dabble in everything mm -hmm. and, and you don't have to master everything, but, but really learn those different aspects because that's going to help you out tremendously if you need to collaborate. So if you're only an anchor or, or you're only a writer, it would it would behoove you to understand what your companions are going through or, or what it's going to take for them to execute what you're asking of them. Mm -hmm. I think that's I a, a huge thing is the collaboration. I agree. And I think gone are the days of the, the Marvel DC era where you could be just an inker or you could be just a letterer. I think I think you're right that having those multi skill sets in today's market um, are, are a great asset. And I, I mean, not everybody can learn to be an artist, but a lot of people can learn the skills of editing, of writing, of being a letterer, of, of Hell, even, coloring. Just, even just getting your book ready for print. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it, it just learning just learning a little bit about those different processes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh so jonathan just messaged me he said he lost his connection he can't get back in oh no okay so we'll 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 give him a few more minutes to try to join in um okay. so we'll just keep talking into comics for yeah, a minute no and problem. see what happens <laughs> I'll let know. very good um so that's one of the things out there with youtube university especially now that a lot of people can learn a lot of different things. And you brought up a really good point about getting your book ready for print. A lot of people, I've heard this, hit hit, hit a misstep. They, they, they get the book ready, they get the art, they get it lettered, they get it edited, they do the Kickstarter, and then they don't really know how to send it to a printer. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> printers to be a, speak uh, different really, languages. Yep, absolutely. Um, and, and so, and while it's difficult, so, you know, a huge part is the funding, right? So a lot of people don't have have the funds to to experiment and and try and fail or or so they think. But there's right. actually other ways of of producing and printing a book. And this is something that's that is pretty common in in underground comics and the zine world. Mm -hmm. And and so if if you're someone who wants to print comics and you want to make your your superhero book or you want to make a, you want to try to get it as close as you can to mainstream it may sound kind of counterintuitive, but look at what the people who are making zines are doing. They are making um, tremendous books and stories with oftentimes darn near nothing, computer mm -hmm. paper and staples sometimes. Yeah. And, and just really see what, what, what the bare minimum is to get that book printed. And, and again, start small, start small. And, and so that way, you know, when you finally do get there, 
and you finally do get the backing and the support of people, you don't drop the ball mm-hmm. because um, especially when it comes to Kickstarter, um, reputation is very important. Yeah. Um, it only takes one, one botched Kickstarter campaign for people to just kind of back away and say, you know what? Kickstarter is not for me. I'm yep. just going to go to the stuff that's at the store. I'm not going to take the chance. Yep. Yep, exactly. And I think, I think that's the problem too, that, I mean, I've, I've been waiting on one campaign that was a, a done pre-order campaign that happened, you know, right after Labor Day. And so they, the book was supposedly done already as a pre-order campaign. I'm still right, waiting for my rewards for that. And a lot of people out there um, would do that and then just kind of walk away and be like, well, I tried indie comics and I never, I paid for it and I never got anything. Yeah. I've, I have a similar anthology that's, uh, that I've been waiting on for going on five years now. I backed it in 2017 oh and uh, uh, every, every couple moons, the, uh, the creator comes out of a hole and he, they send an, an update and um, you know, and it's just kind of like, well, what, you know, whatever, if, if something yeah. does come cool, if something doesn't, that's fine. Yeah. Um, but the other thing though, that I think is really, really cool. It, so it, it's kind of exciting to me. Also, just just in terms because I, I like I just love kind of like looking at these projects, believing in these projects and then like, mm-hmm. will they, won't they? Can they do this? What is it going to turn out like? And um, I for me, it's less of a retail experience, mm-hmm. you know, like when when you go to to, you know, a comic book shop or you go to any sort of, uh, you know, Walmart, Meyer, you, you have an expectation yeah. of, or a standard. And just kind of understanding that these are just regular people trying to make this thing. Mm-hmm. And and it's really kind of, at least for me, blows my hair back when when I get something that is better than you know something yeah. that you could get in a comic book shop. Yep. Um and so and so, you know, there's pros and cons to it. Um, but but all in all, it's 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 super exciting to me. Yeah. Yeah. We're in the, it, it kind of seemed like we were almost at the end of an age with comics and now now with Kickstarter and the, and everything that you can do digitally and then the pandemic kind of putting fuel to the fire, it's almost like we've entered another golden age of comics um, that things are being revitalized. Print comics aren't dying. Print comics are, are being shipped by, by, by the thousands by indie creators um, and digital comics are entering new realms where you could get digital comic along with a, with a soundtrack. And like you said before, like with action figures, I mean, like we, we are truly in another golden age of comics. I feel um, it's yeah. just, it's just well, independent comics that and and because so many different people can make comics now um mm-hmm. thanks to the internet and we can collaborate and we can collaborate with people worldwide that there there is no limit to the types of comics that can be made yep. um it's not you know i i i've had some people kind of scoff at me before but it's you know it it's the same thing that youtube did for people making film for yep. us doing interviews for it kind of uh, opens the gates for people where there used to be gatekeepers and things that prohibited people from getting into it, but Mm -hmm. especially comics, comics, you know, not everyone, but a a lot of us have the ability to upload stuff to the internet. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of us can interact through the internet. We can take a photo and, and if you can find paper, a pencil, and you can take a photo, you can make a comic and and get it out to people. And I think like, just, just that aspect. And it doesn't even have to be fancy. There's been plenty of web comics that have done yeah. really fantastic, you know, on a shoestring budget yep. and uh, gone huge. I mean, even like One Piece Man or One Punch Man yeah. was, you know, just some guy who wasn't necessarily the greatest artist in the world, but ends up creating the series that is is massive and beloved. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I to me, that's, that's so exciting and, and just like you said it's it's a whole new golden age of of making comics mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so give some uh shout outs we'll we'll give jonathan just another minute but we're almost at an hour um and so give some other shout outs to um some creators that you you think people should be following right now yeah so um like i mentioned pat o'malley with pop scars they have a campaign going on right now that's already funded it's it's mm-hmm. tremendous um the the other one he just launched yesterday Tony McMillan with Attaboy. 
Yeah, um, we and, just posted something on uh, Indie Comics Dispatch about it. That looks amazing. And th and this thing looks so sweet to me, and it scratches the edge. So, so you had asked earlier, how did I get into making comics and stuff? Mm -hmm. And one of my earliest memories is Mega Man, right? Mm -hmm. And so they used to have these instruction manuals with the, the, the characters inside of them, and I would copy those characters, right? And nice. so when I saw Tony's premise for this, I, it immediately hit me. Like, I got goosebumps right now just thinking about it because it's such a cool idea. It's this comic book that looks like an instruction manual. Um, and this and this is Tony's um, third book I, I, that I've backed. Um, he had Serious Creatures and then Lumen prior to that. Mm -hmm. And his art is, is kind of outside. Uh, you know, kind of outsider art, but mm -hmm. but just really cool to look at, and um, and he's also a phenomenal phenomenal writer too. So I'm so I'm really excited for for Attaboy. Um, yeah. an, another uh, another creator who I've been following. Um, so there's a series called uh, Blue Boy Brown Comics, uh, by David Greg Taylor, <laughs> and he is in the middle of a campaign for his third book. Um, and it's, so it, it, it's kind of, uh, he's, he's an older creator. He used to do comics in the seventies. He oh, left okay. comics and he came back just recently with the advent of Kickstarter. Oh, cool. And yeah. so, so something that's been really cool to me is, is kind of seeing, um, the seeing, seeing this, this kind of, uh, retro style comic, uh, come back. And and just been following that it takes place during the Civil War. Um, beautiful pencils and watercolor art, Neat. and uh, just a, another another really cool creator that I've been been following. There's your cat again. <laughs> yep, Ed, Ed has come back. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yep, he, he's hanging out. Um, <laughs> you know, so so another. Uh, I got one more for you. Yeah, someone who I really want to shout out. Um. His name's Rick Lopez, um, and he goes by Doom Dazed on Instagram. Oh yeah, and he has a series called The Power, and uh, this comic is so sweet. He's kind of like, he's kind of like uh, pulling into like the Scott McCloud, kind of like really thinking about and internalizing like what a comic book is, mm -hmm. and and really just kind of going all out with the visuals and. And if you take a look at some of his his art, um, uh, his series "The Power" is just is definitely up there. I'm, I'm waiting for issue number two. Super excited. He also has a, a weekly strip that he does called "Cosmic Cat," and oh, it's yeah. uh, it's kind of like Spaceman Spiff, kind of like this. Uh, I think like Star Fox because I, I play a lot of video games, <laughs> and just kind of like a really cool black and white strip um, that kind of takes me back to Sunday comics. Mm -hmm. and uh just an awesome phenomenal cool guy that's really cool i always love hearing different people's answers because half the time i'm like oh yeah i forgot i followed that person like yeah <laughs> Doom Days well, for a second I'm, I'm gonna go look them up in a minute there, and, there's so much out there and it just kind of ebbs and flows right because like we mm -hmm. all kind of go through periods of making stuff and then like you, then you promote, 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 and then you disappear and you go back to making stuff. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Well, very good. Well, it doesn't look like Jonathan's going to be able to rejoin us. We're we're at about an hour. I'm just going to go unpack each of the campaign um, up here and pop it back into the chat again on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Not Instagram, Twitter, um, and YouTube. Um, that is there. Game of Doubles by um, Jonathan Thompson and Ryan. Te Tavares, Tavares. Um, yep, there you go. Um, uh, my mind always wants to go to how I mispronounced it for so long. That's okay. Um, <laughs> so it is there, um, and you guys can still go back. That eight days left on the campaign. Eight days. Really you cool concept. You can. You, you're gonna do this because it's a great concept. Um, it it presents at first like it's about all about tennis. It is not all about tennis. Um, it is, sounds like a phenomenal, phenomenal story with twists and turns in it that I can't wait to read. I'm gonna back it and get the. Um, probably the flip book because I'm a sucker. Um, so I'm going to go check that out in a minute. Ryan, thank you for being here. Thank Jonathan for being here. Um, his, his connection crapped out. We're not sure. Um, the alien invasion may be starting in Connecticut. Who knows? Um, but, but <laughs> I welcome our new alien overlords. <laughs> yeah. We bow down to thee. Um, mm -hmm. 
thank you for being here. And, and thank you uh, on Jonathan's behalf also for being here. And everybody out there, go follow um, Jonathan Thompson Space Station Z on Instagram. Uh, follow Ryan. His handle's right there in his name. Um, and then go back a game of doubles um, because, again, it just sounds like j just this fantastic, fantastic project. Any parting words you want to plug? Um, I, I just really appreciate you having me back. I can't look. I, I can't wait until we talk again. Yeah. And um, yeah, just please guys check out a game of doubles. Don't let the tennis deter you. Uh, it's so much darker than, than, than tennis. <laughs> I love that so much darker than tennis and tennis can get pretty dark. Um, <laughs> everybody out there, we are back again next week. We have uh, black sands entertainment slash publishing. I, I, that's a question for them. I don't know what they go by now. I've seen both. Um, they're going to be out here. They got their new app. That's been ranking um, gosh, just top in all sorts of categories and pulling in new comic creators that are listing on there. So we have them on next week along with a couple other special guests. And then we're ending the week with another concrete week. Last year, we did this fun week with the guys, the concrete comics uh, oh, we do cool. they're so cool and yeah. so much cooler than i will ever be um and so uh, we did this week That's last fire. week called concrete week and we're doing another concrete week well there alonzo uh, will be on business of comics with chris from uh homebrewed comics and then we'll have all the guys on uh, broadcast from the dispatch to end our season one lineup and so again we're taking july off shipping kickstarter rewards fulfilling kickstarter rewards digitally also and then we're coming back with season two in august so Ryan, um, Jonathan, um, hopefully still out there watching. If you can, um, thank you guys for being here. Everybody out there, go back. Game of doubles. Um, it's still on Kickstarter for eight more days. Until next thank time. You. Why are you still listening? It's the end of the podcast. But since you listened to the whole thing, since you're still here at the end, as this podcast ends, as you exit out of the episode, why don't you give us a rating? And if you're not following or subscribing to us yet, go ahead and do that too. As I said at the beginning of the show, it helps a lot and you'll be doing the dispatch a big favor.